wanna go down to the deep end and get back what's gone round and you've been keeping down the aisles between the rows. Once again, podcast, your boys, Matt, Brian, and we are keeping the podcast alive through the internet. That's making right. Making it happen. Oh. Making it happen. <laughs> through the, ma- the, the these, magic of technology. <laughs> yes, through these trying times, we are unable to be in the same room because none of us own a room that is uh, larger than six feet. So, <laughs> so no, we, it, uh, no, it's not. Oh. No, we've, we're a very intimate podcast. A lot of people don't know that. Very close. But, uh, very close. But, you know, instead, since, you know, life life has been, uh, in some ways, it's been stilted, but in other ways, it must go on. That's so we're going to try to, you know, give you guys an episode and to help just, you know, if anybody wants to listen to something, just to get their mind off of everything that's going on, make them remember what it's like to be a strong New Yorker. That's right. You know? You know, boy, it, do we have the movie for you? That's right. See, now this this isn't a return to the season, so season six is not yet is not happening yet. Our right. I think our first episode uh, when we were allowed to do uh, season six will be uh, the director's tournament. I think that's gonna yeah. be the, that's gonna be the go to. Um, yeah, man. And then, uh, but this this is just kind of like a little check in, a little um, you know, times been getting a little rough. Times have been uh, times have been down. Everyone's been a little. You know, kind of in a weird place, kind of acting, you know, like like how we did a little while ago, like almost uh, almost twenty years ago, when like something happened, we we're like, well, what are we gonna do? And then this movie, this movie came to us, and we're like, oh yeah, that's what's up. That's what we do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when when things get tough and we start to question, uh, you know, we start to question our identity and and our our supremacy as New Yorkers. That's right. You know, we start <laughs> we start to think like shit, man. We always get hit with the worst stuff, you know? Yep. Um there's always one person that brings us out and it's just like, nah, you right. Yeah. We, we run this shit. I and I started person, a pe- I started a petition to change the state logo to uh to this man. Yeah, this his <laughs> logo. <laughs> didn't go too far. Like in the New York emblem. <laughs> it should have been <laughs> It's two it eagles plus this guy. Be, yeah, uh, because when in time when times are looking tough, we look up to the skyscrapers, and there's only one person swinging across that makes us feel right. That's and right. That's Spider-Man, baby. Two thousand two Spider-Man. That is Tobey Maguire, baby. That's in all <laughs> of his glory. Spider-Man. <laughs> now we've done Spider-Man two. That's right. You know, and we talk about how that's one of the greatest movies that you know, one of our favorite superhero movies to the to this day. Still, yeah, it still know? it still hits. It's still like yeah, it still knocks on these streets. You know, it's still a banger. That's yep. right. Uh, and Spider Man Three, we don't talk about it for for good reason. Yeah, uh, we you know it's it's a movie that we'll do when we are feeling particularly sadistic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when there's when there's less of an outbreak and more of a yeah that's our masochism movie yeah. movie masochism that's yeah, exactly movie yeah which the tone of the podcast <laughs> but uh in the, in the meantime there's one movie that we just look for look to for hope and that is the original 2002 
Sam Raimi Spider Man. Yes, this the, the one that started it all, some might say. Yeah, this movie came out in I think in May of two thousand two. And it did because I, my mom took me for my birthday. Yeah, is this the is this the movie that Dan Taylor famously shit his pants? That is not. That was <laughs> Treasure Planet. That okay. Was... <laughs> Still one of the the top stories of movie. <laughs> I gotta tell that story again sometimes. <laughs> we'll do oh, Treasure. Man. We'll have Dan come on and do Treasure Planet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. But uh, yeah, this movie came out, and it came out the summer right after um, 9-11. And at this point, you know, we had kind of... New York kind of came back, but it still was in a very raw place. And then this movie kind of gave you this... Um, I'd li- I don't want to say, like... Well, it was definitely a comic book version of New York. It was definitely, like, a little softer than normal. Absolutely. But it was kind of what we needed to hear and we needed to see. You know, because it wasn't like this yeah. overbearing, like, everybody's like, hey, I'm walking here. Fuck you. Hey. You know, it's more of a, you know, it, it is that it's a, it's like an M&M where it's a hard candy shell with a soft gooey center. Yeah. They even uh, shot a few scenes after 9-11 that... The scenes that have the most, like, you know, New York, like, pride in them were actually shot after, that were reshot after 9-11. So, the movie definitely, uh, you know, it's kind of like when, if somebody tells you, like, oh, my girl, my boyfriend broke up with me, are you going to be like, well, it's, you know, it's probably because you're ugly and unlikable. (laughs) You're like, no, you know, you're going to say, like, ah, he doesn't know what he's missing out on, you're a queen, you know? (laughs) So, this, this, so Spider-Man told us that we're queens. Spider-Man stood up and said, girl, go slay. Yes, (laughs) yes. Yes, and uh, it's be- and you said you say it's a comic book version of New York. Couldn't agree more. Nope. This movie, uh, really, I think more than a lot of movies that maybe take themselves a little too seriously now, nope. um, be- whether because they're a part of some huge universe or they're going for like a tonal, uh, uh, they're going for like some weird tonal energy. Right. Uh, but this movie felt like you were watching a comic book yeah the way people acted the way the fight scenes the transitions the just uh the 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 way every the way everything worked out it captured the corniness the uh you know the campiness but also the heart that uh that that is the reason people look at comic books to begin with i i felt it was definitely like an exclamation point whether how our two like main characters spider-man and green goblin entered the room through windows like that's how you know how comic book it is <laughs> where they do like full bend of the knees and their arms are like way out and they're yeah. like it's like here i am <laughs> yeah it was like um when uh when norman like first like took the drug right and became and i remember when he like when he like freaking force palmed uh the scientist <laughs> back to formula and then he jumps up and he's just like in a full squat with his hands just like reached <laughs> out like and it was the, the most ridiculous pose that Willem Dafoe <laughs> that Oscar nominee Willem Dafoe can do <laughs> acting legend Willem star Dafoe. of stage and screen Willem Dafoe dude I didn't realize how much of a scene stealer this guy was in this movie he is the perfect Sam Raimi actor just yeah. like like the way his face is and then I, I noticed I finally got to notice it now cause we've gone over like we've broken down a couple Sam Raimi movies as it is uh, two evil deads and a spider-man and now we're doing two and two but um 
he put in those uh the the ash transition uh, context like the white lenses yeah and i'm like yeah. god like that's such a small detail because his face is moving so fast you're like i'm not really paying attention but when you right. get when you actually see it and you're like oh my god like like the tiny things in this movie it, it's great yeah. yeah yeah it's pretty cool uh speaking of like the sam raimi influence i never realized how much that final fight between goblin and uh and and, and peter mm. how like Sam Raimi that was. Oh, yeah. We, we talk about in Spider-Man 2 how Doc Ock's like arms like yeah. killing all the scientists, how that was like super Sam Raimi. But just the way, like just the, the sound editing and the, the, the cutting in in the uh, the fight between Goblin and Peter, I remember thinking as a kid like, wow, that is brutal. Mm-hmm. And then when I rewatched it, you know, after seeing a bunch of Marvel movies, I was just like, no, that's brutal. Right. Like, they don't let heroes get beat like that yeah, anymore. Yeah, I think this is know? the last time a hero got his ass kicked. He got his ass kicked. Yeah, man. like... Rem- like, his suit was... Blo- I mean, everyone always has a reason to lose yeah. their, their helmet, but right? this but- was... I remember there was, like, always a joke with uh, with Toby's uh, Spider-Man that his mask would always come off. But his mask mm-hmm. would always rip in the same places. Like, it's, like, half of the yeah. face, and then, like, his nose would be exposed. But, like, like now nowadays... his mask, and they gave him damaged mask, and he right. just put it on. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And, like, nowadays, it's more of, like, oh, uh, he gets a cut lip and a, and a cut above the eyebrow, and, and that's it. And, and, and you know, we do love the Marvel movies now, because they are fantastic storytelling, action, and, and special effects. But this was... This kind of felt like they made it without Marvel's, like, noticing... Like mm-hmm. kind of like now we're just gonna do, we're just gonna do what what's like the sixties version like fuck every everything else that's come up it's like it's it's only like if we could put him in a sweater vest we're gonna put him in a sweater vest. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's cool because like who was like Marvel was nothing right now you know like they yeah. they had already sold off Spider Man mm-hmm. they you know we're six years away from Iron Man you know like this movie uh, it really like. Yeah, it this was before the times. This is like they were going broke. They were like they yeah. were nearly bankrupt. Like people forget that. Yeah. Like Marvel was almost out of business because they they Absolutely. were selling off characters left and right. They sold spy. I think they didn't even sell them for a lot of money. They just sold them to like all right. Well, we need to get this much and like here like so. I think Sony bought them for like nothing. Just enough to make rent. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's 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 crazy. And and to Sony's credit, you know. Spider this the Raimi movies at least one and two they like Spider Man one Spider Man made a hundred million dollars in like two thousand two in the first day I think or some shit like that nuts yeah, like yeah. The, at least opening weekend there was an Entourage episode about it <laughs> crazy we talk about you know all the billion dollar movies there but they're <laughs> they're sitting on the shoulders of giants and that giant <laughs> is Tobey Maguire. <laughs> It, it's crazy. Speaking cre- of Tobey Maguire, let's you know let's 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 just run through real quick the okay. whole, this, uh, comparison that everybody makes, right? Okay. We everyone wants to compare who's the best Spider-Man. You know, I've grown very fond of Tom Holland. I think he uh, he does a lot of things right. I you know, but I think if I Tom Holland was in this movie, he would do well. Mm-hmm. And that's I yeah. and and that's what I was looking at Andrew Garfield. Like if he was in a in the Sam Raimi Spider-Man, how would he do? I think he's too cool. Like he's, he's too cool. He's way too cool. Like yeah. he'd be, he'd be like a his great. Hair like, was cool. Yeah. His skateboard was cool. His jackets you know, were cool. His glasses were cool. Yeah. Whereas like Peter's got the freaking comb over. You know, yep. he's got the dorky glasses. <laughs> Dude, everyone in New York City except for Betty Brant 
hates Peter Parker in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Like, how, what did he do? <laughs> he's like, he's just out there tweeting some really nasty MAGA shit. Like, <laughs> he must. Yeah. He must. He must be. But, like, nobody likes him. And you wouldn't think that, like, people that have apparently known him his whole life, but, you know, you've never, but this is the first time we see them interact. The rapport is not of someone that's just like, oh, I know this kid. He's kind of lame. Right. It's like, it's, it's adversarial. Like, they <laughs> aggressively dislike him. Yeah, it, it's like, oh, who's this poor kid? Oh, this guy sucks. Yeah. I thought, I mean, I, it's, got something, it's got something to do with maybe the fact that they're all over 30 in this high school. <laughs> There's probably a lot of <laughs> pent-up aggression. Yeah. Oh, man. Like, the like I, I always thought, I thought it was funny because now I noticed it when he... Uh, when Norman introduced himself, which I guess, you know, it takes to like the last day of high school to introduce to your best yeah. friend's dad. And it's, he's like, uh, full name. yeah, he's like, oh, your parents must be proud. He's like, oh, I live with my aunt. I'm like, oh, you're one of those guys. I'm like, yeah. oh. <laughs> It's like, look, well, just say, myself. yeah, it's like, okay, like, look, we get it. Your parents are dead. It's cool. Take it yeah. easy, champ. You, I mean. He just said I live with my aunt and uncle, right? Did yeah. Did he say my parents are dead? No, yeah. he, no, he said, but that's like, that's kind of like correcting. It's like, it's like, no, I only wear Nike shoes. It's like, it's like, it's such like a, you're, it's a passing detail. I feel like it, it, in real life, I would probably just be like, oh, okay, thanks. Yeah. You know? <laughs> exactly. It's like, you know, for the social contract that we have here, like the small talk is going right. to be like. I'm not going to make it awkward. Yeah. Yeah. Because now, like, Norman's going to, like, Oscorp going, like, oh, that fucking dick, man. Like, now I gotta sit with this. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm the asshole. Jesus <laughs> exactly. It's like, oh, sooner or later, this kid's gonna be... A... the guy. It's like, he's gonna be asking for a job or something. I, I, you know what I love in this, actually? Speaking of the 30-year-old high schoolers, Joe Manganiello. Friend of the show. my age when this was done. Imagine me going and playing a high school kid. I could see it. If you shave, if you shave, if I shave, yeah, if I shave, maybe keep the hair I have the same. The same hair as half the people in that, yeah, in two thousand two. Oh, uh, two thousand two hair. That was that was my time to shine. Actually, that was. Did you see all the dude? I feel like they were, I was looking at stalactites in that school with the amount of frosted tips on frosted tips, hair gel that was harder than rocks. Yeah, oh, oh. it was it was good times. It was nuts. Uh, you want to hear? You want to? Uh, I I, I want to talk a little bit more about like. The high school scenes, like the okay. first, the first. It's like the first hour, time. really, of the movie. It's like yeah. a two-hour movie yeah. where the first hour is like dedicated to, like high school. Yeah, um, it's and then there's a big, big shift around the Macy's Day Parade. The where, uh, the Unity Fest or whatever they called it. It's the Macy's Day yeah. Parade. Macy, in my head, in my head, that's the Macy's Day. Parade. The Macy Gray Macy Parade. Gray. Yeah, they, they exactly. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna put Macy Gray there and not tell me it's the Macy Parade. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Like they're they're not they're not slick they're no, not subtle they're not fooling no one. Uh, but there's one or there's two things that I want to talk about. You you can you decide what we'll talk about first. Okay. One is uh, like all the scenes that took that uh, of when Peter was in high school. Okay. And the other is the how much everyone apparently hated Tobey Maguire on set. <laughs> like apparently it wasn't just all of New York hating Peter. No. <laughs> like everyone there like apparently. Tobey Maguire was infamously like bad yeah I heard like I, I I heard like it is like uh there there have been stories where I think even Joe Mang- Manganiello said like people behind the scenes were like coming up to him like we'll give you a hundred dollars if you just punch him in the face to clock him for real <laughs> just clock him for real 
it, he did he did an interview at the uh the Pete Holmes show, which I think I showed you. Where yeah. he, like he where after the one after he did his Arnold impersonation. Mm. He's like he's like, Yeah, like a like a an electrician came up to him and was like, just punch him oh. in the face. Just punch I, him in the I face. Saw it. Yeah. I thought when you told me about it and I, and I watched it, I do remember him saying that. Yeah. Oh my god. And he yeah, he, yeah. he turned it down because he's like, I'd like to work again. Yeah, like it would ruin if you kill Spider Man and set production back like several months. Like six months. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. Oh man. I, I yeah, 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 yeah. Like like one guy told him that he looks at it that the electricity's plugging in two cables and yeah, he's like a knowing nod. Yeah. <laughs> but the nod of the like do it. Like the, you know what to do. It's like, you know, like <laughs> we don't need words, just do it. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, I mean I don't know the details of like why he was shitty to work with. Um, but I know he he's had some like run ins with like paparazzi where he was like very aggressive. Yeah. And it's like obviously the paparazzi can bring that out of anyone, but like yeah. if, if that side of him exists, you know, maybe it came out. I th- I think also maybe because at the time he was known for like kind of independent movies. Like I think he did Pleasantville beforehand, which is that's a really good movie. It's basically like Peter Parker gets trapped inside a TV show, but like he's yeah. like he he was not he's not one of these like uh, I think like stardom wasn't really like his main goal when he started to act like you know he's one of these guys where it's like he's one of those actor actors like it's about the art of acting it's about the craft it's like how much of a frog can i look like before i like... know <laughs> <laughs> at least he was a jacked frog i really like before before chris evans right and before uh freaking paul rudd and... got jacked yeah, yeah and like chris pratt and everything it was toby mcguire yeah. A 130 pound dweeb who put on a decent amount of muscle to play Spider-Man. Yeah. You know, Spider-Man's not like the fucking hulking figure that he is, barrel-chested figure that he is in the 90s cartoon. Yeah. You know, yeah. in most iterations, he's always been a leaner guy. Yeah, you could tell like in uh especially in in like comic books, you could tell like bef- like pre-80s, he was like how Toby was. He was like he wasn't big, but he wasn't like tiny. He was he was he was like a yeah he was he wasn't stock like he was I guess fit but now he's like it was lean yeah and that, then he became like wiry and he became like kind of like more fluidly like like when, more like yeah more arachnid yeah more like when Todd McFarlane took over like drawing him like he became more of like oh he's now he's doing like all these crazy like bendy poses Acrobat. and shit yeah yeah and now I, and I, Ultimate Spider Man too I think yeah. And all the yeah, ultimate Spider-Man, his like head is like the size of a football, and his body, like yeah. his neck is like a pencil. It's a stick figure. He yeah. looks like a stick figure. <laughs> so like each artist did bring something out, and I think they Sam Raimi definitely wanted that like Steve Ditko, like very. Mm. Um, and who's oh, who's the other fucking guy? Uh, maybe Jack Kirby. Kirby? Yeah, Kirby. Kirby yeah. yeah, he wanted that like that look where it's like he's he's he could handle himself. Like he, he's a yeah. big boy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't a linebacker, but he was like a receiver. He's strong safety, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> lines up in the lines up in the nickel sometimes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he's not a Palomalu, but you know he's, he's, yeah. he can carry himself. But uh, but yeah, but he was he you know he committed to the role. Mm-hmm. He got he had some some serious muscle, you know, and uh, he looked the part. Yeah, you know? and from the from the head up, you know, he looked like Peter Parker. Yeah. I think. No, yeah. Um, the only thing, though, is that he played the... When he was Peter, it was perfect because, you know, he's shy. He's, you know, 
reserved. He's a doormat, mm-hmm. you know. But when you're Spider-Man, that he was... still kind of came off flat. That was like rough. his voice and stuff. <laughs> you know, that's the problem. And I feel like with um, obviously Andrew was Garfield was the opposite. Where with Peter, he was like. As as Spider Man, he was like you know all the quips and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but then as Peter, he was like still Spider Man, just like with his mask off. <laughs> he had all the same confidence and yeah. stuff. Um, and then I think Tom Holland kind of like mm, kind of gets like the awkward high schooler. Yeah, he down. Tom Holland walks this fine line of like this confident awkwardness where like he'll make a joke, like especially in the first one in uh, Homecoming where he's fighting the the bank robbers in the ATM. Where he's like, oh, I didn't know the Avengers were here, but like. He didn't say anything like super cool. He just said something right. like, "Oh, this is what he would say." Like this is what he like. Yeah. And um, I think, like, I don't know if Toby did all of his stunts where he was in the suit all the time, but definitely like reading the lines to an ADR, like to a microphone in an ADR booth, is uh was not his strong suit. No. He's like, like you're out of here, Gabby. Out of your mind. Like, oh god. Out of your mind. And I, I also, you Oof. could, you could kind of contribute that, that to the, to the script too. Like, yeah. That was not a like that would have killed in the sixties. <laughs> <laughs> like straight up. They would have guffawed. Like that would have been a fucking line. <laughs> Uproarious. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but you know what's weird? What I what I notice is that the writing is like that for everyone except the best character in the movie. J. Jonah Jameson. Oh, he's he was loose. He was, was he just, just ad libbing everything. He was on a whole other level. <laughs> J.K. Simmons um, should have won an Oscar for this movie, not Whiplash, <laughs> because he was absolutely fantastic. Dude, he was amazing. Yeah. And that, and he's amazing in in both Spider-Man movies. In Spider-Man Two, he's fantastic as well. Yeah, uh, I like when I think Peter asked him. Uh, like the like uh, you know I'd really like a job a job freelance freelance is what is what a kid like you need right. like, meat I get you a nice Christmas meat best I could do get out of here <laughs> one of my, my favorite one was uh he's like oh that's he's like that's libel he's like no no libel is spoken slander is spoken yeah, yeah. libel is is written like what are you his lawyer get out of here <laughs> I thought it was a, because <laughs> like, it's, it's funny because he had this like this facade was like I need pictures of Spider-Man like doing that J. Joe Jameson and then he just yeah, goes yeah. it's like no 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 slender's slender's spoken libel's written yeah. <laughs> like just libel's written kind of like he's but like he then he to get to it <laughs> he's like time out kids let me give you some news <laughs> yeah yeah let me show you how I how I stay on top okay? right let me show you how the Daily Bugle stays the number one rated newspaper in all of New York it's like I'll, real quick like I'll show you how I, I got I, to the penthouse and this is how I stay in the penthouse. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> There's also two other things I love about him. One is him calling for Hoffman while Hoffman's walking into the room. Ah, Hoffman and played, always getting startled. By played him. by Sam Raimi's favorite actor, his brother Ted. Oh, really? Yeah, that's uh, oh, Ted Raimi. That. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. In um, I just, I... in the Evil Dead movies, he was in. He was the the grandmother under the stair. He was always the monster. So they always like threw him oh. in like a costume, except for Army of Darkness, where he just played like some random guy. Oh wow! Yeah, oh, that's crazy. Well, he was uh, anytime he'd like pick up the phone to like yell at him, he just walks into the room and he's like, <laughs> looks at the phone. <laughs> he's looking out the window and he's like, "Oh!" and he turns to call him and he's already there. <laughs> right. Oh man. But then the other thing that gets me is, uh, you know, uh, so like you know, obviously he looks at Peter's pictures as crap, crap. 
mm-hmm. like a crowd. I'll give you two hundred. Right. You know, and uh, he was like three hundred. He was like three hundred. Like three hundred. It's just um. But then when Goblin gets him and, yeah. is, and is like choking him out, dude, Johnny Tight Lips over here, not yep. saying nothing. That's right. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the. The uh, like Giovanni yeah, Silencio. Everyone like I know nowadays like everyone like when they revisit this movie they're like oh man he's such journalistic integrity it's like like even the the, the comic character it's still the same thing like hates Spider Man hate but he also uh, as a good newsman doesn't pick up that Parker is Spider Man for like oh, sixty exactly. years but like and it, I think it was more just like like Parker's my secret to how right. I get these pictures if I give up my secret then. Then, you know, anybody's gonna anybody can try to hire him off of me. Right, and I know to, that I'm ripping him off. Right, so. exactly. Like, yeah, he's like he's giving me thousand dollars worth of stuff and paying him like nickels. <laughs> yeah. He's giving me front page head like pictures for, for weeks at a time right. for two hundred bucks. Yeah. <laughs> Where does this man live? He can't have like his rent cannot be <laughs> cannot be sustained by this job. Oh man. Speaking um was it Uncle Ben? We actually get like a wh- Compared to the other Uncle Ben, compared to uh, Martin Sheen, what do you think of uh, of this? No disrespect to Martin Sheen, but this is Uncle Ben. Right. You know, for me, like this is this was uh, on par with with Jameson as far as like perfect casting, knocked it out the park. Okay. He he did it. I in my opinion, this this Uncle Ben is you know what you want. He's uh, caring. Mm-hmm. You know, but he, he tries to put he tries to put his fist down, but you always know that everything he says is coming from a good place, is coming from love for Peter, mm-hmm. and 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 he has the the look of like I you know personally I don't like old people, you know I'm not not <laughs> a fan in general. <laughs> Breaking news. As my parents get older, they fall out of favor with me. Just just as, slipping as slipping down the totem pole. <laughs> Yeah, it's like as but soon as somebody has guy, a baby in the Taylor family, it's over for them. Yo, and everyone's like, "Oh, like look at this cute old lady," and it's like, no, "Look at all those wrinkles. Look at, the, look at the fucking scoliosis, and the arthritis in her fingers. This isn't cute. This is pathetic." But <laughs> get but, to the gym, lady. Get to the gym. Yeah, yeah, right. God, you wouldn't look like that if you worked out more when you were younger. Change starts with uh, you. Yeah, <laughs> but uh. But when I look at Uncle Ben, I was like, oh, that's an adorable old man. Yeah, that, that's Just like right, he's right, right out of the comic books. He's right out of like yeah. issue one. And he gets the, he gives it off that vibe of a New Yorker who doesn't have the best paying job, but he works hard to provide for his family. Yeah. I don't know how we get all of that from the, the 20 minutes that he's in the movie, but Cause, that's, cause that's he, just he, he lays it He lays it out for you the first two seconds you meet him. It's like, oh, the plant electrician gets fired after 35 years. It's like, okay, like... Oh, yeah, that's how. Yeah, yeah that's it. It's like, well, where's, where's your union, buddy? Like, come on now. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, no, but he's, you know, just a super blue-collar family man. Yep. And that's, that's what Uncle Ben is. And, you know, wise, way, you know, wise beyond what an electrician from Queens should be. That's right. Um, <laughs> and... and he th- you think about it this way he delivered the great responsibility line so well that the two other incarnations of the movie didn't even try to repeat it no and it is the most iconic quote in spider-man in, in spider-man 
history. The and he yeah. did it so well they didn't even try. The Amazing Spider Man and Marvel Spider Man kind of danced around it where they use like they a tiptoe, right? They they the Thor the Thor blah blah blah. They they use a th- uh, I can't even say it. They used the other yeah. Uh, yeah. There you go. They used other words to kind of get to the point, but because they use yeah. so many words, it muddles the idea. Tom Holland goes dead. I think he dead ass goes in Civil War. If you have the ability to do something and then you don't do it and someone gets hurt because you didn't do the thing that you're capable of doing, then it's your fault. Right. And that's just some <laughs> roundabout way to be like, like, that's why I like Into the Spider-Verse so much. Cause they even just, they just went, cause I know it's a Sony property, but they just went for it. to like, with great power comes great responsibility. Yeah. It's like, just go for it. Like, everyone know everyone is expecting... If you have M- Uncle Ben there or a flash of Uncle Ben, you could... You just say it. Just say it. You know, we know it. Especially we, if you're doing an origin. Yeah. Like, I think Peter kind of gets away because he's already Spider-Man at the time. Right. So, like, you know, you know that this has already happened. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to make a Spider-Man origin, that's... You got to get the mantra. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Yeah, it's like... It's like Superman not saying this S stands for hope. No, I'm no, that's stupid. Uh, yeah, no, like yeah, there are certain things where it's like, you know, I think uh, Superman's is like truth, justice, the American way. That's like his mm. his big thing. With Batman, it's like I am the knight. I am Ven- like you know, I'm Batman. But like Spider Man, because he never had so many iterations before. Like his only, like he had a couple of cartoons which are all fire. Go yep. on, go on Disney Plus and watch all of them. Even the '60s ones are fun in their own way. Um, mm. He's never had like a big movie. Like they they tried kicking around a movie before, but this is this is like people. I think people probably have this tattooed on them, you know. But it it is something that like it sticks through like it, it in the in the annals of history. This is for comic book movies. This is definitely like a, a phrase to sum it all up. Yeah, I feel like this is definitely like the start of them, like this. Stu- not just for Spider Man, you can apply it to any hero, mm-hmm. and like that is why people are heroes, right? Um, and you could ask the most casual fan, like who says this? They'd be like, "Oh, Uncle Ben, that's Spider Man," right? You know, so it's uh, it's pretty cool. What would you, uh, you know, so or other options for Spider Man, as we know, with James Franco, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, what would you think about a DiCaprio Spider-Man? It would have been weird. It wouldn't have been good. I right. I honestly like, especially that like that era DiCaprio. I think he he's too serious. Like now it would be funny because like after Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, he's kind of like I've got my Oscar. I don't need to care. Like I don't need to be super uptight. You know, let me be a little funny. I think back then it would have been it would have been weird. Like he w- I also think it might have been like an Andrew Garfield thing where he's so cool right. and good looking and everything. It's like it might be harder to buy him as a nerd. You know, yeah. whereas Tobey Maguire is like, who's this little, who's this little, this little dweeb? Who's this little twenty-two-year-old guy running after the bus <laughs> when he wasn't even waiting at the bus stop? Who, right. who was this guy? Yeah. You know? How is MJ gonna get to school? She's walking. She, Why would you? She's walking. Why is she? You guys are going to the same place. Why would you need to run after the bus while she's walking? Well, she got picked up in the uh, the quintessential two. There, there's two. Oh, yeah. The two cars that are the most 2002 car of all time, where it's the convertible Mustang yeah. and the uh, the the Plymouth Prowler. 
that Manganel has <laughs> the last time we see Flash. People don't even drive like that in Queens. Like, who drives to a high school in Queens? I don't know. I mean... Right? You have buses, you have subways. Who has their... Who, what 16-year-old has their own car in Queens and can drive to school with it? What got me is that his uncle drove him to, like, downtown Manhattan. Yeah. It's like, there's no way he would have been like... He was like, okay, here's a... Here's a like I think back then it was still tokens, so he'd be like, "Here's a couple of tokens, go, go get lost." Yeah, or if it was, it was the tokens or a metro card, it was like yeah. one seventy-five. Exactly. Yeah, yeah no, they... I mean, that's true. I don't I, like. I guess Sam Raimi must not be from New York. No, he's but, not. He's from uh, Michigan. Okay, there you go. Yeah, but uh, but you know, now that we're we've circled back to New York, let's talk about New York. Yeah. You know, the how yeah the New York and its representation should I should I film. think I should bring back our classic catchphrase is that New York is a character in this. yeah it, yeah the, the, it's a fifth Ghostbuster coined, right? the, what's that did we get our pat did we patent that yet I don't think so uh, mm-hmm. we should get on that we, we should do that yeah that put it on shirts on T public yeah. <laughs> insert cat do an IMDb listing New York as New York yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In such films as you know, yeah. Ghostbusters, Spider Man, you know, <laughs> every every movie that takes most known for for walking here, yeah, yeah, Ugh. Uh-huh. this is the catchphrase, but um, but yeah, you know, I think both Spider Man movies one and two managed to you know really paint New York as a uh, obviously you know rough on the outside, but it tend they try to portray this heart that spider-man has like right. in spider-man 2 it's the you know the train scene right yeah after he saves them all and, and they they straight up like jesus him <laughs> you know, like when he crowd surfs right and they give him his mask he's no older than my the... son he's yeah he... <laughs> he's just a kid we won't tell anyone <laughs> <laughs> that's because um, cell phone cameras were like shit back then yeah right <laughs> who, would, who would believe you yeah um but this one, in this scene, I think, in this movie, rather, I think the scene is the, uh, the, uh, uh, this is why only fools become heroes, kind of, <laughs> The bridge scene? Yeah, the bridge scene, because you never know when some lunatic. Yeah, you know what the um, funny thing is? I know it's been mocked by a lot of people, like, a lot of, like, and I know, and I don't want to say because they don't live here, but I know when I, when I saw that movie in the, it came out in 2002, so I was in... 11th grade i believe so mm-hmm. when i saw that and especially after all that happened 11. yeah and yeah. like it is such like a a crazy thing but when i saw that and i was like it's like yeah that's right yeah like this is yeah. like this is what we like like in, a, tomato, Adam. in 2002 you were you were still in brooklyn right oh yeah yeah oh, so like yeah. it had to be like kind of like a different vibe because you like i was in valley stream at the time and you know, we had a lot of people who, like, worked in the city who, you know, who dealt with 9-11 personally. And, then, you know, there were friends and, you know, who who lost friends and family. And, you know, it's it's tough. It was a weird time. And I bet in Brooklyn, the same thing where, you know, like, it's like, it's right there. Yeah. I mean, I, I, saw, I saw the smoke from my apartment yeah. from across the bridge, you know. Um, and it was one of the first times... Because I remember in the marketing, you had the two towers yeah. in posters on the trailer. There was a and there I was remember. a trailer. There was that that helicopter. Yeah. No, yeah, it was. Oh man. It, it, yeah, because it was like a, it was a very like uh, 
Like, and now, now it's a little differently because people have made movies where it's like, it's before the attacks and even they made movies about it. But when you see it now, it's like, oof, like there was that one where it's like Joseph Gordon-Levitt was like tightrope walking them or something. Yeah. And I know a lot of people are like, eh, this doesn't look like something I'd watch. But, yeah. um, but yeah, like they had to do something in Spider-Man and, you know, I know they had a trailer where they had like, he caught a helicopter in the middle of in the, the webs. Yeah. yeah. And you know, looking back at it now, it's like it does seem like a good idea to cut that out. But like, it would have been as cool as it was. It would have been a nice little like, like button on the end of the movie, like having them. Well, I think now we can look back and say that, but in the moment, yeah, it would definitely would have. They they couldn't have. Yeah, it would have definitely um, been a, a a tough pill to swallow. Like, yeah, yeah. But it I think having definitely... having New York kind of come together on the bridge and be like, that's that makes up for it. Yeah. Yeah, because that was really, like, what what the vibe was. Like, when, uh, like, that home, like, I remember that was the one baseball game that I remember was, uh, was the the Mets playing? Or the oh, Yankees? the Mets and the Braves? Yeah, the Mets and the Braves. Oh, I trust me, I know all about that game. Yeah. Mike Piazza hits the home run. Yeah. Yep. That was, man. The September uh, 20th uh, game, I believe? Thank goodness the Braves threw that game for you guys. That was... <laughs> <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Like, even to this day, that movie, like that movie, that that game, like whenever they play it on SNY, they've been playing it recently throughout this whole thing, and it's still like you get to like the seventh and eighth inning when it happens, it's like you can't turn away from it. And I know uh, a a friend of ours, uh, Rob Rob Kaidel, who who's also a big meth fan. If you ask him about it, he'll break it down like like a picture, like he'll like minute by minute because. Not only is it, is it a great moment for Mets fans, but it's a great moment for, like, New York itself. Yeah. Even Yankees fans are cheering for that one. Yeah. The, the um, Shea Stadium was actually, like, literal, literally rocking because um, it was a shittily made stadium. And I, <laughs> I, I use the term shittily with, with endearing connotations, but it was, it was a dump. And at points when everything was, like, when, when the Mets were winning and – like everybody was there going up and down. If you were on the upper deck, you could feel the stadium sway. Mm. So like, wow. so like I was there once for a, I was there for two playoff games, and like it was so sold out, and they and they they fucking won, and like you just felt the whole like it goes like, like oh my god like how is this gonna stand up you know it was like cyclone levels of uh, yeah. structural instability. <laughs> <laughs> Like you ever just step like you ever like walk into a kitchen and you step on a loose tile and like whoa hey whoa, yeah. <laughs> imagine that for a building. That's that's all Shea Stadium was was just a loose tile. <laughs> like it's not going anywhere, but you're gonna ooh. <laughs> you know if you keep shifting your weight. Yeah, you under you uh, understand why they'll replace the tiles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, for, for the 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 movie equivalent to that, right. Is the bridge scene in Spider Man? Yes, yeah, a hundred percent. It 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 showed us what we needed to see, which is New Yorkers coming together, rising up, protecting each other, and standing up for each other against a really terrible threat. Right. Yeah. You know? One man and, in uh, a motorcycle helmet. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Did you see the? Uh, you know, of course, we've seen the footage of like the animatronic like goblin face. Yeah. That they were do no. Instead. Yeah. What do you think about that? Would you have preferred that? Maybe on a diff- maybe like a different costume. 
Uh, maybe a different kind. I would have preferred more Willem Dafoe face. Because mm. he's such like a... He, he's one of my favorite actors. And it's just like... So animated. So like everything he does. Like even like how he like changes his voice for like for between Norman and the Goblin. To like the Goblin I guess is more like like the Bronx. <laughs> like <laughs> Norman is more Midtown Manhattan. And yeah. you know... And uh, he just... Yeah, and I feel like they did him a kind of a disservice, but that was 2002, you know? It was, like, I think nowadays, if they did that now, it would have definitely, it, it wouldn't have been like uh, Dean DeHaan in Amazing Spider-Man 2, where it's like he's got some shit on his face. I definitely think they would have had, like, some sort of, like, blending and, you know, mutating, but, yeah, whatever. They probably would have just CGI'd his face, uh, like, maybe exaggerate his features that are already goblin-like, you know, like his jaw, like they his put like two like green screen dots here. on his face, and they're like, "All right, well, we're done." <laughs> like everything yeah. else is pretty goblin-like. Yeah, it'll be the easiest like CGI that they'll ever have to do. Yeah, they just like... kind of extenuate a couple of features in Photoshop. Mark Ruffalo has to go in there, do a full body thing, and then like the foe walks in, is like, "Hey, what's up?" Like, "All right, he's yeah. good. He's yeah. good to go." <laughs> oh man. But that let's let's uh let's talk about that fine. So oh first of all, him I like the way he caught AJ uh MJ right with like a nice little uh almost I want to say it's a nod, but like he he didn't do the whole web her foot and break her neck right like Gwen Stacy he did it in a way that physically would not have torn MJ's body into a, <laughs> into a thousand pieces you know <laughs> right he did it with the sequel in mind yeah. <laughs> No, yeah, you're you're right. Like, they, like this movie, you could tell there wasn't really like storyboards, but like panels from a comic. Like, we're gonna do this, we're gonna do this, we're gonna do that. Like, I think, yeah. and I think that's what added to kind of like this uh, this genuine like authenticity to it, where it's like you know they weren't trying to be cool; they were just trying to be like honest. Yeah, and there are definitely times when this movie was not cool. No. Uh, <laughs> So that is clear. Yeah. Like, uh, like let's talk about the Macy's Day Parade. Oh, and all and the extras around. Oh, my like God. The, Look, yeah. it's Spider-Man. You know, like and that just, uh, stupid kid. That stupid kid. Yeah. So... Oh, it's that same kid. It's that kid. No, it's a different kid. The one that kid. I hate. No, it's a different yeah, kid. but it's the same It's the same kid. He's the got same the same kid. He's got the same vibe. <laughs> yeah, same face. Same punchable face. Oh, I hate that kid. And it's him. He's, it's him. <laughs> That new looking motherfucker, I I hate that guy. So you hate and this kid is. So you hate the old and the kids of two thousand and two. Not does every kid in two thousand two look like him? Probably yeah. Then they can all burn it now. <laughs> I, <hate them. laughs> I mean, you're the only one who was actually a child in two thousand and two. I was, I was a junior in high school. That, that's true. That's yeah. true. I would. I should know better than most. Right. Because I was I was ten. Did you have that time. dorky haircut? Uh, it was you know I think when I was okay so when I was ten, my dad tried to do the comb the Peter Parker comb over, oh, and I hated it. So as soon as I got to school, I would mess it up. Okay. And so my hair looked like a like a messed up version of what a comb over should look like. Okay. Yeah. So uh, it, I I tried to be. Like now, I tried to right. be way cooler than I was, um, <laughs> and, and I probably just looked super dumb for it. <laughs> it's a story of my childhood, so. Oh, man. Yeah. 
but uh but yeah just um you know the, everyone talks about how uh when he when he swings away with mj without her permission right he's clearly uh a mannequin oh yeah know? yeah and the wind's yeah, blowing like holding on to behind yeah, it, the wind <laughs> blowing in the, in the wrong direction yeah um i mean obviously that's a shot that i didn't notice in the movies i, I don't notice it when i got older right so for me i mean it didn't ruin the experience for me but it is interesting to see the and and the cgi stuff too it's like like they made a mistake having goblin in the real world in like the middle of the day right you know doing cgi that way um yeah because that's a that's a bold move to have a a all cgi character in daylight because you could see everything that's that's too much confidence yeah too much confidence like in you know who also did that um Gemini Man. Did you see that one? No, I did not. Was, is that the I, is that the Will like, Smith is multiple Will Smiths? It was Will Smith fighting younger Will Smith. Oh. Yeah. And the most for the most part the CGI is like in the shadows and comes out at night and stuff. So okay. it's you know, it's passable. But the last scene of the movie shows the the CGI young Will on a college campus <laughs> in the middle of the day. And Oh my god, it was like uncanny valley, like just terrible. Super even, smooth. No, no, it wasn't and... uncanny valley, because uncanny valley is like, it's so realistic, but something little's off. Right. This one was just terrible. It's like, what is like, this? Nobody would ever look at that and think, like, that's close. Like, it was <laughs> it's like, like what, what is this PS3 thinking? character doing here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was like, it was like, oh, like, um, like, do you remember when, like, in the early 2000s when TV, like, cartoons would, like, try to be, like, kind of CGI-ish a little bit? Oh, yeah, where they'd, like, have regular drone and then just, uh, are you talking about, like, reboot? Like, like reboots. Yeah. Like, uh, like, um, I'm trying to think of, like, a, a like, a cartoon that, that did that, that, like, tried to, like, be all CGI. You know what, um. I think Beast Wars. Remember oh Beast yeah, Wars, Be- the Transformers. Wars? Yeah, yeah. Like they weren't actually cartoon; they were like old, like CG animation. That's what this guy looked like oh. in the middle of college campus. It was gross. Yikes! He looked like Sid from uh from, from Toy Story. He was just oh my god, that's that was so poorly. <laughs> uh, and it just like you left like if they didn't have that scene, you would have left the movie being like, eh, you know, CGI was, was all right. We've come a long way. <laughs> But because that scene, you're thinking you're, you left the movie, and they're all thinking like we're not there yet. Yeah. You know? Once, once you put crazy. that, once you put that sunlight on, like you, you control, you control everything in this in this whole picture, and that's that's what you did. Yeah, and that's what that's what showing Green Goblin in the middle of the Macy's Day Parade does. Yeah. Like even the first time you see like Spider Man beat Spider when he's chasing after Uncle Ben's killer, and he's climbing the wall in the dark, and you're like, now I see it. Like oh like oof like oh this is some PS2 stuff right here, yeah. But but then like you think about it back in 2002 and you're like like oh shit like that's that's pretty good. But then yeah, yeah you're right when you see Green Goblin floating around you're like no one no one like everyone's just looking at nothing going like all right just be scared of that little dot over there <laughs> like yeah. here's a tennis ball like, we're gonna no throw that. yeah yeah. Ugh. Um although. What was I gonna say? Oh yeah, speaking of like PS2, Spider-Man 2, best PS2 game ever. <laughs> oh my god, the first like one of the first sandbox video games. Really? Where yeah, I, ne- I never played. I, I never like, played it. You never played Spider-Man 2 on the no. PS2? 
dude, iconic. It was the first game that was like sandbox style. You can go around and pick whatever missions you want to do. It was the first game that you web swing through the city. Yeah, and mm. like, um, yeah, I think, I, I don't think you were actually like anchoring to buildings at all. I think you were just kind of like Shoot. webbing and in, shooting into the sky. It was a helicopter. Yeah, so it was almost like a flight simulator, really. Okay. But like, they let you do it. And that freedom was like, insane it was and it, it was the first like movie that like i mean sorry first video game that like tried to put in the new york landmarks too okay so you could go to the empire state building you can go to the grand central you can go to you know the, the williamsburg bridge you know right and uh and it and for me it was just so cool i remember like playing it like i'm literally spider-man now you know and uh you know you see comparisons now to the spider-man ps4 which is like that's you know, such an such that's an my amazing, Spider-Man game, yeah. Yeah, such an amazing progression from that. Yeah. But um, it's the same thing where, like, you look at Spider-Man and you're just like, if you compare it to Civil War, obviously this movie is like whack as fuck compared <laughs> to Civil War. But you're, but yeah, I don't look at it that way. I look at it thinking like, wow, this movie was such a great foundation. Yeah, you know, for 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 future movies to come and you know take the things that work, fix the things that didn't. And come out with a movie like Iron Man. Yeah, yeah. I, I like, um, I know, like a lot of the things that changed is like, oh well, yeah, obviously the advancement in CGI, and I think superhero movies are like on the forefront of like we got some new shit we're gonna try out, you know, because they want to be like have that one thing that's like, oh, this is completely different. But I think like yeah. definitely the act, like the action is a lot better in movies now. But this had the this like you you connected to a character a little bit more. Like you, you don't feel like, even if they may have had some like hokey dialogue and they did and they and some like real stiff kind of performances at a point, you can't say like, if compared like and I don't want to like shit on it, but like Brie Larson in Captain Marvel compared to Tobey Maguire in Spider Man One, who had a better performance, and even though like you had something that's crafted to be good in Captain Marvel, yeah. there was something just different about the Spider Man One. Yeah, I think, you know, Captain Marvel is a good example of, like, superhero movies that are, like, um, that are, uh, I guess, made by producers. Right. Ex- like, you know, it's executives around the table being like, this works, this this works, you know, kids love this, you know, women want to see that. Right. You know, like, and, uh, like, oh, this worked well in Guardians, we'll do it here, you know, like, um, whereas Spider-Man. I, it couldn't have been that because Spider-Man was the first one to do this kind of thing. I mean, obviously we had like Spawn, we had Blade, and we had X-Men, but this is the first one. It's like, all right, we're gonna make this about one kid, one right. character, and uh, and it's not about building a world. It's not about continuing a story. It's just about this, telling this kid's story. Right. Yeah. And so, uh, and and they and they did that. I mean, some things did not work. You know, this movie's not awesome. But uh, they they had no they had no track record no uh, tapes to, to, to study right you know they just did they just did what felt right to them yeah. and and that authenticity you know is something that uh you can't you know you, you can't even get it nowadays in the superhero genre because the superhero genre is the um, it's the pinnacle. Is the there's the regular now? Well, you can actually tell by the Spider-Man movies, and you could look at it like the moment, like it was just taken out of the director's hands. 
and like you go like oh look look at one and like one is great so you're going up and then two is you know the top of the mountain and then you hear all the stories that are happening on three where they're like they wanted venom they wanted this they needed they wanted to do this and and sam raymond's like well that's not what i had in mind and it's like we go well we want this so put it all in and then we'll see you at the next one and then when yeah. they came to the next one they're like do you want to do something else like where they kind of like edged him out and you know you, you kind of like like when it when spider-man like and then you we had the amazing spider-mans and they did feel super different because they weren't like if like i don't know if the director of those spider-man was such a big fan as you could tell sam raimi was like sam raimi you could tell was a huge spider-man fan or even how much you it's more like i think it's also the creative freedom right. that he had like you were just saying you know like sam raimi like started make he made a movie that he wanted to make then the second one you know maybe there was a little like oh i think spider-man needs to fight a little more i think spider-man needs to do this a little more but overall you know the same thing right and by the time spider-man 3 came around like you said that i think with the um mark webb spider-mans that was there from the jump right like that studio uh, uh influence mm-hmm. was there from the start and so you know you it's, I feel like it's it's hard to know whether or not, you know, the director... Because obviously Andrew Garfield's a huge Spider-Man fan. Right. We know this, right? But you wouldn't think so if you watch these movies. You would think, oh, he didn't do it. He didn't get it right. You know? Oh, yeah. And and the, and the it's not because he doesn't know who Spider-Man's supposed to be. It's because the studios want... They want him to use Bing. They want him to be cool and skatey and stuff, you know? And right. who know, who's to say that was the director making him go in that direction or if he had something that was a lot more um, re- like realistic to what Spider-Man to Spider-Man that we know and the studio was like no 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 like like people didn't like like Toby didn't didn't audience test well enough like right. he has to be cooler you know yeah it's like so, do you um, like we have to think that Spider-Man can also be Banksy like let's do that like let's have him yeah. like dress in big overcoats and you know maybe skateboard around and I, I don't know. It just, I, I always said like Spider-Man, the amazing Spider-Man felt like they had a Spider-Man movie that they cut out of it. Like they, like they kind of cut out like the good stuff to get like a, uh, a love story for, uh, for Gwen and, and Peter when they didn't know yeah. how to, they didn't know how to manage both. Cause a, yeah, lo- a lot of things kind of just happened. So it's cool. You gotta, you kind of have to give credit, some credit to, to, Sam Raimi then who did make that all work right. even though you know a lot of the movie is like Peter like running up into AJ and to I'm sorry why do I keep doing that running up to MJ and <laughs> you're, you're still where, on that Wrestlemania high yeah right I should watch that but <laughs> like running up to MJ in places where you know you, he shouldn't really be right you know what I mean like like what are the chances that you run into her in the middle of like you know Midtown well it's a small city you run into her in the middle of you know Staten Island right. like are all these places that she might be and he just happens to be to see her right all the time like it's a it's like I would be I would be suspicious if I were MJ <laughs> that this kid keeps finding me well know? it was it was 2002 pre the me too movement you know guys were just really cool back then <laughs> and I think it's just a level of like Sam Raimi not actually being from New York yeah and knowing that like the chances of you just running into someone that many times are you know, minute, like, minute I, 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 yeah, I honestly think because you could tell like filmmakers who like kind of like have lived in the New York area compared to like 
the the idealized version of New York, where it's like, oh, they they walk everywhere. It's like, nah, really. It's like people take the subway, you know, like subway. There's a whole life like underneath that the New York City you think. It's it's like how uh, I think we talked about it before when you had one of your friends in dental school who's not from New York. Like, oh, I just love New York in the rain, and you're like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> like. It's like fuck you. <laughs> like it's the worst time. Exactly. Uh, that, she's still like that. Oh that no. Person. Yeah, she's still like that. Or like she's she, her her New York experience is just her daddy like gave her is is paying for her school and her rent and you know she doesn't have to she doesn't have to worry about like where anything's coming from. Nothing stressful. If she the, the subway's great, and then if she doesn't want to take it, she can afford an Uber X, uh, X to get back home. You know. Right. Like it, it's. New York is, like, all these things that people are tired of in New York or hate in New York are fine if you don't have to do it. Right. You know? But when you have to, like, walk down the shittiest street to get to where you're going or you have to take four trains to get to where you want to go because Uber's too fucking expensive or you have to live in, you know, a shitty area. You can't you can't live in the fuck, in fucking Chelsea right. or fucking Williamsburg, you know? Yeah, you're, you're um, in, like, a like in a... Oh, you're you're barely in a one bedroom, which is is not even a one bedroom. It's just a like a studio with a wall, and yeah. and it's like right on top of another person. Then when you live that life, you're not gonna want to feed every pigeon that comes by. <laughs> you know you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna try kicking every pigeon. That, like, yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Like, you're gonna be mad when they, when they when they fucking run away when you try to fucking <laughs> rip their heads off because pigeons are the worst. But you know, like it, you know what I mean? Yeah, like that's. Like you, you, you gain a, a different perspective, right? And so I, I think she's a like I think that's a good example. Uh, uh, this, this, this friend of mine is a good example of that. <laughs> yeah, because like this, this New York. It, I mean, there is. It's obviously like, it took a lot in like Queens and like there were some small parts of uh, New York. Because like when the uh, the the restaurant owner like walked out and started yelling at MJ. There was no one like mm. just saying like yo shut, like there was no like homeless guy just walking around going like shut the fuck up like you know yeah yeah <laughs> like, it's it, it's you know the thing is also like i know we're, we're kind of like kicking but it new york is funny to itself because there are like just weird characters everywhere in real life like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where you just think like if if you're not like from here you're kind of like you could either be scared of it or you're just gonna be like yeah all right whatever uh yeah because yeah, there, there was i forgot i don't know if it was this movie or there's something else i was watching where they they said something like something happened in a train and I'm, and they're like oh we gotta do something I was like I was like no that's not like when's the next stop like that's mm. like oh oh yeah. sure yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah, like yeah. all right just just keep yeah. on moving like yeah exactly like that like stuff like that's the thing that's the, there's an attitude like a mentality that you're not gonna get if you don't know like where like you know most of the time you're gonna want to mind your own business you know yeah. Gonna, there was, jump in like you would somewhere else. I was watching uh, Jesus and Mero uh, last night. Uh, they had their uh, Malcolm Gladwell interview on YouTube, and oh, they, nice. they're like saying, like, you know, the thing is, a, a lot of New York uh, New Yorkers are hyper aware of where they are, so people might think that we're mean, but it's mostly like if something happens, it's also kind of like we're super polite too. Where like if you bump into somebody, you're like yo yo, my bad, my bad, my bad. And you just kind of yeah, move on. Yeah, because you're not trying to start. You're, you're not, not trying to start shit. You just want to keep going. Get, like that's it. You don't know. Yeah, you don't know what this guy's packing. You're just trying to get to where you're going. Right. You know, 
So if I bump into someone, I was like, yo, that's, yo, my beat, whatever, you know, just keep going. <laughs> yo, I'm you sorry, know, like, I'm sorry. Cause I'm not, tr- yeah, because cause I'm not going to, because you know, you don't, you know people are crazy in New York. Right. So if you were, if you would like start to be aggressive and you catch, and you catch hands, you know, <laughs> and, and they run your shit, you know, it can get, it, you know, the, your, your whole, now your whole fucking month's ruined. I know you, when I, when I used to go to like, let it go. when I used to go to like the bars in like Queens in the city, I used to be like, whenever I walk by, I'm like, oh, excuse me. Like I know I'm a big guy. I'm trying to get through this area. It's like, excuse me, sorry, my bad. Like you're trying to trying to get over here, and people were like, all right, yeah. But then the people who would like look at me like I'm rude, like ah, like you're obviously just visiting here, so yeah, <laughs> like yeah. it's all good. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so we're about an hour in. Okay. Yeah. Wow. And we've talked about Spider-Man for three minutes. We just talked about <laughs> how tough it is. Yeah, there's, there's probably a lot we missed. Yeah. But um. Let's give this a grade. I honestly don't think uh, we're gonna different too much on it. I think it's um, I think it's definitely in the ballot of the Hall of Fame. Yeah. 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 It's it's up there. I think I like Spider Man Two more. Right. Um. I think Spider Man Two was a I, better movie. Yeah. Yeah. But I, yeah, for sure. But it also still had all the things that you liked in Spider Man One. Right. You know. Like I don't think Spider Man One did anything better than Spider Man Two. The CGI was a little bit better, but then again, like you see that like Mary Jane getting taken by Doc Ock scene, and you're like, ah, all right. No, I mean oh. I don't think Spider Man One did anything better than Two. I don't think the CGI in Spider Man One was better than. Oh Spider-Man no, 2. no, no. Uh, maybe, maybe the, well the Uncle Ben stuff is great. Maybe Aunt May. Uh, well, Aunt yeah, May. but you can't have Uncle Ben stuff in Two. Yeah, that's instead. true. Well, he was Maybe in... Aunt May was a little... Yeah. Was a little better in, in, in one. That Maybe. Thanksgiving scene was always fun. Where she slaps, yeah. slaps Willem Dafoe. Oof. Willem Dafoe uh, compared the villains, Willem Dafoe to Alfred Molina. Two very good oh, actors. Oh, that's true. All right, I'll, I'll, that's true. I'll give you that. I'll, I, I like Alfred Molina, but I think Willem Dafoe was the better villain. Yeah. Yeah, Willem Dafoe. Yeah, and J.J. is so consistent. J.K. Simmons was... <laughs> Was was this on the same level, if not better? It's funny that yeah. J.K. plays J.J. and it's only like one letter difference. Yeah, it's only one thing on. <laughs> oh man! How do you get in here? Give me the world's smallest violin. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Uh, but, uh, so... I would give this movie. I'd give it an eight. Yeah, I'm I'm with you eight. on that. I'm with an eight. I definitely yeah. think it's a. It may not be a first ballot Hall of Famer, but it's definitely a second ballot. Like it definitely will get in mm-hmm. one day. Yeah. And I think like, like yeah, I think I, I think also I think it, this is one of these movies that are just like it's 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 a strangely feel good movie. We were talking about it before yeah. where like this movie kind of came at a time when we needed to feel good. Like we were entering a summer after like the the weirdest and ter- most terrible thing that ever happened to us, mm-hmm. and it came out and we we're like. Like we're ready to do this shit again. Like let's go. Like, yeah. like Spider Man, mission accomplished, baby. Let's go. And for me, it was just between me and my mom. It's just a lot of sentimental value to it because my mom and I would watch Spider Man every morning right. on uh, on Saturdays. And this is the first movie that um, she was like, "Oh man, we got to get like tickets to this." Like before, we'd be like, "Oh, you know." Let's go to the movies. What's out right now? Like, oh, we'll see that one. Right. You know? But this is the first one time, like, she got me excited to see a movie. And we went and we saw Spider-Man. Nice. So, and we talked about it forever. We we still always, like, it's it's one of our movies, me and my mom. So That's um, that's why Spider-Man yeah. is still one of the, the greatest characters of all time. Because he bridges all time. generational gaps. That, like, 
you know, you know, Spider-Man is we, they, they've said it before where it could be anybody under the mask. You know, it doesn't yeah. have to be a stereotypical. It could be my mom yeah. under the mask. It could... Yeah, it's somebody who cares. Yeah. It's someone who puts like so, uh, someone else before their own self-benefit and you know, especially nowadays you see that a lot. Like we'll we'll, we'll make it a little somber now. We'll show we're an adult. <laughs> Like you see, like you, you, you're, you're, you're on the front lines being in the, uh, the healthcare and you're, yeah. and you, and you go into, you go into work, you go to work tomorrow. You, uh, you got, you know, doctors and nurses and, uh, first responders and uh, the essential workers out there every day, just trying to maintain, uh, normality in the, in a, in a crisis. And, you know, you just, you know, you put other people's benefit in front of yourself and, you know, and I appreciate it. I mean, I, I know you you kind of pass it off, and a lot of people make fun of you for being a dentist. But I think it's you know you're on <laughs> yeah. you're on the yeah. you're on the front, and you could like I know Andrew was he was worried. He's like you know Matt could be called in as a doctor. I'm like well I don't I don't think it'll yeah. be called in like, but I we we appreciate it. You know yeah they they they're asking for us to volunteer. So the next step is to make us do it. Yeah, yeah. after after um, the volunteering, yeah. it's like. Yeah, a lot of my all, most of my friends are are go. were drafted already. Okay, yeah, I've been pretty lucky um, in that I go in when I'm supposed to and I help out then. Right, but they're not calling me back. Okay. Um, they're not like calling me outside of the normal uh, right. time in which because when I'm in the hospital, I'm, I'm I'm doing it. Right, but we like because like, we've we've been able to kind of limit how much we go in. Okay. Um, and it's only—I mean—it's a matter of time before I'm in there all the time. But I've been very lucky. Right. To, uh, you were saying you're you're like on you're like you're doing your on-call hours as normal, so that's like twelve hours yeah. at a time. And that's tough too, because yeah. you know that's also in the ED yeah. with all with everything, and um, you know it's tough. So they they you know right now we're we're managing, and I'm very grateful to to you know Northwell that's been protecting us as much as they could, yeah. um, but. Yeah, shout out to all my other uh, dent- dental residents that yeah. are and, you know, out there doing yeah. doing everything every single day. Stuff that I only have to do like once or twice a week. Right. So it's uh, so it's pretty cool for them. Yeah, and then uh, I mean, I, I, yeah, so this movie's for them. This yeah. movie's for them. This movie's from my yeah. brother who also is in the medical field. Yeah. He does the pediatric stuff, and I think like they've been kind of, they've been kind of telling him that like you know we may need to move you to a different part of the hospital. So yeah, he's uh you that, know he's yeah. working there. Our That's friend Justin, who was on the show a while ago, right. he's an ER nurse. Uh, you know we have a whole bunch of people out there. You know the, the cops and the firemen that we know, uh, they're 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 out there doing their their good stuff. There are a bunch of charities that you can donate to. I just yeah. donated to why help feed New York, which is uh, it's a Valley Stream guy who knows our friend Lou from work. Oh. Yeah, and uh, it's help help underscore feed underscore ny at, on Twitter. They have a GoFundMe where they're trying to raise, I think, $30,000 to feed the first responders, the nurses, the doctors, everybody trying to get food out to them. And, yeah, and then families that have fallen on hard times as well. You know, it's – so if you give if you give them a look, I'll put up the stuff on our Instagram and our Twitter. Um, and then, yeah. Yeah, and ours and for me, uh, there's the our anesthesiologist that we work with when we sedate kids. Right. Uh, her name is Dr. Cars. She uh, is currently doing anesthesia for COVID patients when they go 
oh. when they go down. And she's uh, so uh, she started a charity called Help Mask a Hero, uh, oh. New York, and that's to get more masks and more PPE to uh, to us while we're working because I've been using the same N95 for <laughs> for many COVID patients. Yeah, so, I, oh jeez, because I've been yeah. using the same N95 at work for the last three weeks. So, yeah, but I'm not in the not same amount of. Anyone that's that's patting themselves in the back saying they're doing such a great job of like, of responding and getting more PPE to us, there's not enough. No. Like it, they're lying. It's not no. enough. Like there's a, a huge need. Yeah. So um, so uh, I guess you can go on. Uh, I don't really know if she's open anything up to actually like donate or how and what capacity she wants or if she just wants to spread awareness. Okay. Um, but like if you work in a hospital and you need supplies, you can go to. Uh, help mask a hero in new york and she'll try to get some to you um including like you know respirators and other and like gowns and stuff oh, damn. um or if you have supplies to donate you can do it through there too okay if you like if you're i know like i know uh, a couple families or people i saw on like reddit they this went in their garage and they happen to have like boxes of n95s oh wow and they donated them to hospitals yeah. so this uh, mask a hero is a good way to uh All right. to do that too yeah, because New York needs it more than than anybody except New Orleans, who's going to get smacked soon too. Yeah, it's it's moving its way, but uh, you know, uh, hopefully everything will work itself. I mean, yeah, I mean, it is. It yeah. already is working itself. We just have to keep going. We just have to like keep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We just have to finish our set. Yeah. Keep uh, keep pushing through, even though it's it's tough on everybody. Because, like Uncle Ben said, I'm going to paint the kitchen. The, don't 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 remember Michelangelo. We're gonna paint this kitchen. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's what Uncle Ben's greatest line. Uh, that was it. Yeah. <laughs> but no, also like I mean, guys, uh, you know, give what you can, give if you can. You know, yeah. we've we're we're a tiny podcast, but we're gonna try doing what we can to get a, uh, you know, yeah. here. Like we're we're both lucky enough to have our jobs still, and we know that there's people out there who've, who've lost and will. Seriously. We'll try to help my out mom, as best we can, and and we'll yeah, my get mom's to been laying people off. Like, and then for the past two weeks, it happened to be her job, unfortunately. Oh damn! To lay, she's laid off maybe like fifteen people, and you know she she plans on hiring them back once once when, things are over. But right, yeah, you know, hopefully it's yeah, it's a it's a tough spot, and uh, unfortunately, our the person who's in charge is kind of a doofus. So yeah, and we just hope everybody that is currently sick pulls through as well yes as many as possible all right so we're gonna we're gonna end this now uh yeah obviously you could hit us up on the twitter at movie mayhem pod on instagram at movie mayhem podcast uh, uh gmail movie mayhem podcast at gmail.com um don't buy a shirt this this month i know you guys love our shirts and you guys have been buying them in stocks and just <laughs> in waves <laughs> in waves but if and you have the money to t, do t- that, public has said you know, you know yeah just just put put the money to a good place give it to a good charity give it to someone who actually needs it and you could buy our shirts in in the summer because it'll be cool swimwear yeah we'll make tank tops <laughs> yeah we and actually crop tops tank tops are available on t-public so i just want that's right just put that out there I, I, we should get in the crop top game i really want to bring that back this right summer. i'm gonna have some serious under boob so i'll be good <laughs> get, yo people love it well, they, they get to it all right guys yeah. <laughs> all right peace out everybody stay strong stay safe and we'll see you we'll see you, in the next we'll one. See you later yeah
Oh no, I hit the wrong button. I'm gonna put the the, the Chad Kroger song on anyway. Oh. We're still recording, by the way. I almost I almost hung up on. I am so high, I can hear heaven.